All right. My my microphone wouldn't turn on. Uh, I guess that happens as you get older. Anyway, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly at News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, today, believe it or not, is the 20th anniversary of the Radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County. And so many of you listening to the show have your dog or have had cats or uh, whatever from the SPCA over the years. And obviously, you know the great work that uh, it does with uh, 12,000 animals a year being helped. That is 1,000 every month. The SPCA serving Erie County is regarded as uh, one of the best uh, uh, one of the best uh, uh, organizations of its kind in the entire country and probably in the entire world. And they're constantly receiving influxes of animals from other parts of the country that don't have a shelter of the quality of the SPCA serving Erie County. And many of you listening to this show may have a pooch or a kitty who uh, wasn't born in western New York but uh, came from down south or somewhere else. But uh, we are inviting your donations today. We are begging, soliciting, asking for your donations today. And it's easily done, really. There's so many ways to do it. You can make your donation by simply calling 716-873-SPCA. That's 716-873-SPCA. And you can become an angel for the animals uh, by committing to $20 a month for 12 months. And, of course, uh, you can pay it all at once if you'd like. And there are so many ways uh, you can donate. I mentioned the phone number. You can also go to WBEN.com. We have a secure link to the uh, uh, information you will need to make your donation. Also put a link up on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page. So it is there for you. And uh, we certainly uh, hope that this year's is going to be a success. Also, on this uh, 20th anniversary of the Radiothon to benefit the SPCA, um, we're going to find out exactly how much money has been raised over the last 20 years to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County. Uh, Gina tells me that she knows the exact number down to the penny. And that is, of course, uh, Gina Latuka, uh, public relations uh, with the SPCA serving Erie County. But is it the right kind of PR? That would be a question. That's an inside joke. Don't even worry about it. Anyway, um, so many things to talk about. Hey, one of the things that I want to get into as we move along on the show, and we're expecting to hear from Gina uh, any moment. Oh, we we have Gina. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, One of the things I do want to get into is uh, those of you with, um, with, uh, with pet fish, What's the deal with pet fish? I at a restaurant Sunday night. I was being stared down by a giant goldfish. Goldfish kept putting gravel into its mouth, spitting it out. Apparently, that's how they get extra algae to eat. But it was just kind of freaky because literally I was stared down by a goldfish in a tank. True story. Okay, let's go live right now to uh, Gina Latuka, Public Relations, SPCA, serving Erie County. Gina, welcome. Always good to have you on the program. 
Thank you so much. Well, first of all, uh, can you just tell us, uh, for those who, who don't know, about some of the things that the SPCA serving Erie County does on a daily basis? It, you know, it's so interesting because people, I think, yeah, I, I, it's kind of hard to say because I've been here 32 years. So I'm thinking that from what I hear from people, they think of us mostly as an animal shelter where adoptions happen, animal admissions happen. And I think that sometimes we're not able to speak that often about our cruelty investigations because they're investigations. And you know, you don't want to take a chance on blowing the investigation. So we can't do too much talking about that. But that's going on every single day. We're trying to put an end to violence and end to animal cruelty throughout Erie County. And then we also have our school programs. We're working with school children all over the community. We're working with adults with our Pause for Love program and uh, therapy visits. Our big That's one of our most successful programs, that Pause for Love program. All right, Gina, I'm going to put you on hold right now because uh, we have a little bit of static uh, in, the, uh, in the line, and I want people to be able to listen uh, with as clear audio as uh, they possibly can. So uh, we got to get in touch with Mr. Wenger, who is on location, and then we'll uh, get back with uh, Gina Browning. I'm sorry, Gina Latuka from the SPCA serving Erie County. Um, anyway, welcome to the program. So uh, I, I'm really curious to hear about people with pet fish because we don't really spend a lot of time talking about pet fish. We talk about our dogs. We talk about our cats. And as far as dogs are concerned, how much is too much for your dog? Um, how Do you spend more at the dog groomer than you do on your own personal grooming and if you look at the menus of some of the dog grooming places, there are all kinds of services that are add-ons on the menu, such as uh, filing the nails of the dog, polishing the nails of the dog, I, I kid you not, brushing the teeth of the dog, in addition to the ordinary um, grooming situation. And it's, um, it, it's kind of funny. And then the people, and I see more and more of this, maybe you, and I cast no judgments here, who put um, uh, coats on your dog to take your dog for a walk. And my feeling on this was always, well, the dog has fur. The dog has a built-in coat. Why would it need a coat? But some people believe that if you have a dog that is an inside dog, that going outside in a buffalo winter is just as shocking to them as it would be to you without wearing a coat of any kind. Um, so I think we, we need to get into some of these things. Also, um, the other pets that you may have had or currently have that aren't in the dog or cat category, like uh, pet bunnies. Uh, pet bunnies, I don't know if they're still as big as they were, but they were really big um, a while ago, pet bunnies. Um, iguanas. Now, not everybody should have an iguana. You, you have to have some special expertise to have an iguana. I'm just, I'm just saying, iguanas can be uh, very uh, interesting critters. Okay, let's get back to Gina Latuka with uh, the SPCA serving Erie County. So uh, you're talking about the animal cruelty uh, investigations uh, that you really can't talk too much about. Um, what are some of the other um, aspects of your day-to-day -day life at the SPCA? 
Well, that that's a big one, the animal cruelty investigations, because at 4 o'clock on a Friday, that's something that could change all of our day-to-day -day existence, because if we're coming, uh, getting ready for 30, 40 cats coming in or maybe 10 dogs taken from a dog fighting case, you know, that's part of what's going on here, the people aren't always seeing. And it's one of those things that because we don't talk about it, sometimes it leaves people's consciousness or the assumption might be that it's not going on but that's something that unfortunately is happening that of course is one of the sadder things that we do now as we're looking at 2023 we're kind of changing our model here we're changing the platform people think of us like i said earlier as a shelter but what we're trying to do because of the changing needs of this community we're trying to change that public perception and change it from a shelter to more of a resource center with sheltering as one of those resources and that's what you're going to be hearing a lot more of in 2023 um, resources such as what well I, I could go on and on, but I'll start with this right now. Well, I just, I, Gina, at, I just, I just want to make sure you're getting out the right kind of PR. That's right, because you know I need help with that. Right, exactly. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're looking to, first of all, help with more uh, behavior and enrichment. Some of the animals that we're taking in, we will be admitting more of the in need at risk animals here at the SPCA. And that means that they may need a higher level of behavior modification, or they may need a higher level of veterinary services. So we're able to take those animals because we're changing our admission policies, we'll be able to provide those resources that will ultimately lead to more permanent successful placement. So that's a big one. But when we talk about some of our outreach activities, we're talking about more vaccine clinics in the community, more microchip clinics in the community. We've got a pet food pantry that has grown by leaps and bounds over the last month, and that's going to continue to grow. Our petique has been converted to a resource center. We have a small petique retail area, but now it's a resource center, and that's going to help people in the community who are in need. We started taking a look about a year ago what the needs of this community really are and realize something we we were doing a wonderful job but we're still doing animal welfare the way we were doing it in 1990 and 1995 yet this entire society has changed around us so we really took a look at what the existing needs are there are people in this community who need help in order to keep their pets if we can focus more on pet retention try to remove the need to surrender the animal we'll all I'll be in a better place. That's interesting because there was a story that was out on the news maybe about a week ago about some shelters that are being inundated with uh, animals because people can't afford them anymore because of inflation. Well, yeah, you know what? Inflation, definitely. We saw, the, the largest uptick we saw was when the eviction moratorium was lifted. Because now people who all of a sudden had nowhere to live or had somewhere to live for only a short period of time, they were gradually surrendering animals to us. But all of a sudden, all at once, we started receiving all of these animals. And, and that was tricky. We really had to navigate that. We relied very heavily on our foster homes. Fostering is going to be another major focus in 23. Uh, excuse me. Talk to us about the uh, fostering situation, how it works, how you screen people, and uh, you know whether people become so attached during fostering that they don't want to be a foster anymore. They want to adopt. Well, we and people used to call that foster failure. It's so funny you bring that up because people would call us and say, oh, I'm a foster failure. I want to keep 
my animal, and we call that a foster win. You know, that means that the job was done and it was done right by all parties, especially the animal who won the hearts of the foster family. But we're looking at all different kinds of foster for different foster needs. We're going to be doing more behavior modification foster. So animals who are fine medically, but just need a little bit of work behaviorally, will work with the foster volunteers to train that animal. Now, will they ultimately adopt the animal? Possibly. You know, we see a lot of that as you said, but uh, we're doing a little bit more with that. We're also doing a little more with innovative adoption ideas. So not only are we increasing our foster program to hopefully increase adoptions, but we're looking at dog day out programs. We've started the doggy entourage program. People will be able to come in and take a dog out for the day take a dog home for the weekend. Even if they're not considering adoption, they just want to spend a little bit of time with an animal, they can take the animal out of the shelter for the day. They may know people who are considering adoption. They can bring the animal over to them and maybe someone there will adopt the animal. We're also looking at starting a program and I want to make it clear that we have not started the program yet, but it will be starting very soon. We're calling it If the Fur Fits, and that is allowing potential adopters to bring an animal home for a trial basis. Let's bring the animal home for the weekend. Let's see if the animal gets along with another animal in the household or if the animal gets along with the kids. And they can keep that animal over the weekend for a week, however long, and see if that animal relationship works in the home. We're just looking for different innovative ways that have been very successful in other parts of the country. We want to bring it here to Western New York and be one of the pioneers in those programs. Gina Latuka is with us with the SPCA serving Erie County. And if you wonder why, you just tuned in. This is the 20th anniversary of the Radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County. And you may donate to the SPCA serving Erie County by calling 716 873 S-P-C-A. That's 716-873-S-P-C-A. And Gina, it's uh, $20 a month for 12 months. That makes somebody an angel for the animals? That's right. And every time you hear all of the stories, all of the new programs we're bringing to the community, our different outreach efforts to the different neighborhoods in our community, you'll know that you were a part of making that happen. So can we talk for a minute about uh, some of the veterinary concerns? Um, You and I have have talked about this uh, uh, over the years, but uh, as far as getting animals spayed and neutered, um, what is, what can the SPCA do to decrease the population of uh, wild cats, wild dogs? Well, you know, feral cats, now we are so fortunate in this area to have a group called Feral Cat Focus. And you and I have talked about them before. They are an incredible resource in our community. They really do help people with feral cat populations. And, And why they are significant is that they're really teaching people why feral cat populations are not such a bad thing to have around. It's actually quite positive, and some people desire this population of cats. We also work with them on a group, uh, on a program called the Blue Collar Working Cats. And these are cats who aren't necessarily feral, but they're not really house cats. They're not social enough to be in a house, but would they thrive in maybe a nursery setting or a winery or would they thrive in a barn? Would they uh, do well being cared for, having food, having shelter, having water, but maybe not being a companion? We work with the organization on that too, and that's a very successful program. Very interesting. Well, as as you are 
personally aware I had a cat exactly like that. It was not meant to be a house cat, but she loved living in the garage. She absolutely loved it. And on nice days, she would go in a nice big cage with water and a litter box. And she just felt very cozy and confident. And I can tell you, Haley Cat was one of the models for this type of program because until Haley, you know, I I started here in 1990 and I was of the mind, as many people were of the mind, that cats belong inside no matter what, no ifs, ands, or buts, that's it. And then I met that cat whose quality of life plummeted when she was trying to be transitioned into a house cat. And you know, you are smart enough to realize there's got to be an in-between here. There's got to be a way that I can keep her, make her care, you know, feel cared for, but not have her in the house, not try to make this transition because she, you, you tried for months with her yeah, I to did. keep her indoors. And she didn't thrive in that environment. And again, her quality of life was zero until you put her back out and you found the right way to care for her outside. That's what this blue collar working cats program is based on. Very interesting. And uh, the mice of the area in which I live are probably very happy that uh, Haley is no longer around. <laughs> um, can you stick with us uh, after the break, uh, Gina? Sure. Or are you too busy? Well, well, I'm very busy, but never too busy for you, Tom. Oh, how nice. How nice. The SPC, the Radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County, it is underway right now. And obviously, you may make your donation at 716-873-SPCA. 716-873-SPCA. You can also go to WBEN.com. We have a nice secure link you can click on there. And uh, even put the link up on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page. We need to break when we come back more with Gina Latuka, Public Relations, SPCA, serving Erie County for, well, she's been there for 32 years. It's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Oh, it's a song uh, about a cat. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Josh Schmidt, way to be. 235 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, Bowerly with you on the radio, but the important thing is this is the 20th anniversary of the Radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County. If you can do $20 a month for 12 months, that officially makes you an angel for the animals, as I am. And uh, Gina. Latuka is the uh, PR person for the SPCA serving Erie County. Can you talk about the various ways people are able to give? Oh, I sure can. Well, we have some phone operators here. I I feel like I'm going back in time talking about donating by phone. But for people who want to do that way, 716-873-SPCA, they are waiting to take your calls. We also have a few different ways at yourspca.org slash Radiothon22. Here's one that I know you're a big fan of. You can donate direct through Venmo. Just type in at Erie County SPCA or even PayPal. If you go to payments, you search Erie County SPCA under the Give tab. We, We have come up with numerous ways for people to donate. Venmo and PayPal, these things, did they even exist 20 years ago when we started this whole thing? So um, you've given me a bit of a challenge, a guessing game. Like how many jelly beans are in this jar? I did. And the question... Well, well, it's a bigger challenge than that. Well, all right, the, the question is what? 
The question is, we have been doing this Radiothon 19 years. This is our 20th, as you said. You have been here for all 19, and I know how good you are at math. How much money do you think we have raised in the past 19 years, not including this year at all, not even the pre-fundraising for this event? I'm going to say $1.6 million. What did you base that on? How did you even come up with that? Just a hunch. You're not going to show us your work or anything, huh? No, I ju- it was just a hunch. 1.6 million. How ba- how bad am I off? Do you well? Do you want another guess? Because right now you won neither showcase. You didn't get the lifetime supply of soup. You got nothing. Okay, uh, 2.1 million. 2.73. <laughs> wow, that's uh, 2.7. It's it's actually two million seven hundred thirty-one thousand three hundred thirty-one dollars and fourteen cents. Who did the 14 cents? That's the question. <laughs> Who did the 14 cents? I, I don't know where the 14 cents came from, but you were talking about goldfish earlier. If there are people out there who will surrender goldfish to us, and they do, there are children out there who will donate what they have, and some have 14 cents. Oh, well, that's that's very, very sweet. That's very nice. Yeah. Now, um, there when we started this whole thing um, all those years ago, the SPCA – uh, was on Ensminger Road in Tonawanda, and you now have the new facility. Tell us the differences between the old facility and the new facility and how much better it is for the community. Well, the most obvious thing is that the ceiling is not literally falling in on my desk. That that happened in so Tonawanda. There's that. You know what? There is that. You know, we've been around since 1867. We're one of the oldest nonprofits in the community. But we built that building in Tanawanda. We broke ground in 1961 on Ensminger. Now, when you think that's a building that opened ultimately in 1962, now you're in the 2000s. As things start breaking down, those manufacturers aren't even in business anymore. It got to the point that we couldn't replace things. We couldn't replace parts. And we thought, well, do we just level this building and try to start over? But at the same time, we were doing studies on shelter stress and what creates shelter stress in dogs and cats and rabbits. No matter what we're in a shelter, no matter what we do, this is still an animal shelter. But we can do so much more to try to eliminate shelter stress. So what a lot of people don't know is when you walk through, let's start with the kennels, every single aspect of our kennels, right down to the handles used to open the doors, were put in place with the idea of keeping shelter stress lower. We don't have that fencing. Do you remember that fencing in Tonawanda before we redid the kennels the first time? That fencing, there are so many studies showing why that leads to shelter stress. We've got the Dutch doors. We've got tempered glass at the bottom so the dogs don't feel like other animals can get at them. You know, they don't realize that they're behind locked doors. So the, the kennels are like that. Now, bounce over to the cat area. A lot of people see the cat condo rooms, and they see two, three, four cats in them. And one of the first questions that we'll get is, why aren't you housing all the cats like this? This is the right way to house these cats. But think about it. Not all cats get along with other cats. So if you take a cat that has never been socialized with other felines, now you put a cat like that in one of these condo villages, what's going to happen with that cat? 
all that baby's going to do is hide and feel threatened. When they're stressed, they ultimately become sick, and can we cure it? So we do have a few different kinds of housing for cats. We've got the condo villages, but we also have the double-wide cages. Some of them will put two cats in if they're bonded, but others, they, they just want to be on their own. They have their living area, and then they walk through a porthole to their powder room, and they have somewhere separate to be while they're in that cage. So they don't just have that one small area. There are, however, cats who are recovering from something, maybe being hit by a car. Uh, maybe they just need a smaller area because they need cage rest. So we'll put them in the smaller caged areas just for their own good while they're healing. Sure. And we're going to talk uh, later on about uh, wildlife uh, in, in western New York. Uh, Gina, you've got somebody lined up, I believe, for the 5 o'clock hour. Oh, we sure do. We have one of your best friends, Barb Haney. You've talked to her so many times. Uh, she is in our wildlife department. She is also an educator, and they do tremendous things in that department. Uh, you know, I mean, I've walked in there, and I, I'm still. it still takes my breath away seeing what they're doing in there. Do you remember the time years ago we talked about it uh, during the Radiothon? Our wildlife veterinarian, Dr. Karen Sloat, actually saved the wing of a Baltimore Oriole by pinning it you know how small that bird is it's amazing what they're doing back there wow that's that's amazing i've only seen one baltimore yeah. oriole in my life i guess i don't hang enough uh, oranges from the garage uh gina latuka is with the spca serving erie county hey something else i wanted to ask you was uh the the national publicity that the spca serving erie county gets um is pretty unusual because usually uh, shelters humane organizations that uh, get national publicity it is actually the wrong kind of pr but recently um you had the um you had the story of an iguana can you tell us all the iguana story because uh, having been in florida in september and having seen some rather large iguanas and actually noticing that uh, iguana poop is something you really don't want to step in um can you tell us the iguana story yes i would love to we had uh, of course we had the sunday night football game going on here in buffalo uh back in october the end of october and that was halloween wasn't it i think it was on halloween or the day before, on the 30th. And the week before, the national NBC crew, they were coming from Miami. I believe they were in Miami. Came up here to Buffalo on Friday. They were unloading the truck. And as they got to the bottom of one of the boxes at the stadium, they took some cables out. And what was underneath the cables, a young iguana, who in Florida must have crawled into the box. They didn't even realize it, put the cables on top of it. Well, he was dormant. And, you know, when they get too cold and right. they become dormant, the, the crew there, the NBC uh, sports crew, actually revived the iguana, very young. Uh, they called us. They said, we, we have this iguana. In fact, one of the people on the crew used to work here at Channel 4. So he said, I, I know who to call. I got the call. They brought the iguana here to our wildlife department. Once he was fed, once he had a little bit of water, he was in fine shape. But now here's the question. What do you do? Yeah, because, because an iguana is not a good pet. An iguana, uh, well, uh, yeah, that's a tough one to say. There are some people who, I, 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 my cousin, I think part of the reason I love these animals is that I grew up with a cousin who did have one who treated that iguana like a king. Huh. But we can't send him back to Florida 
because they're not native. They're considered nuisance there, and they're they're killing them in Florida. So we couldn't even think of calling Florida. I mean, they would have hung up the phone on us if we said we want to send this iguana back to you. Right. But we had an iguana who uh, needed an experienced iguana owner. So we said, well, you know, now that he's doing fine, let's see what we can do. Let's try some placement first. The zoo couldn't take him. Some of the places we called couldn't take him. Do you know who ultimately adopt him, adopted him? Uh, Jeff Musial from Nickel City Reptiles. You may have seen him with Jimmy Kimmel, with Jimmy Fallon. He goes on a lot of those programs. He adopted the iguana who we named Stefan Diguana in honor of the Buffalo Bills in the football game and, of course, in honor of Stefan Diggs. But, okay, um, when I heard that you'd named him Stefan Diguana, I thought, that has Gina written all over it. Is that correct? <laughs> I wish. No, no, it's Leanne and Animal Care. Once she said that, wow. I knew the story was absolutely going national as it did. Yeah, well, it, it certainly did. Well, this this is all very, very exciting. And uh, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, uh, we're going to talk with Barb Haney about uh, wildlife in western New York and the work you guys do with wildlife. But in the meantime, Gina, the, S the uh, Radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County, and this is our 20th edition um, continues, and you may donate old school, um, which is kind of like the way I do things. I tell people I have to go home and check my calendar. I don't keep it on my phone generally. 716-873-SPCA. 716-873-SPCA. You can also go to yourspca.org. There are options for Venmo donations, options for uh, PayPal donations, and uh, you know you can you can uh, call in, pledge, send checks, uh, credit card, whatever. The important thing is to raise the money. And over uh, the first 19 years of uh, the Radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County, uh, we've raised uh, $2.73 million and 14 cents. That's right. <laughs> That's well, it's exactly important to right. note that it's 14 cents. That 14 cents is, is important, too. It matters. It certainly does. And any donation you can make of whatever amount, maybe it's $5, $10, $15, very, very welcome. But if you can do $20 a month for 12 months or the, the one shot, uh, as I do, you can be an angel for the animals with uh, the SPCA serving Erie County. Gina, are you going to keep us updated during the course of this uh, extravaganza? I sure will. All right. Thank you very much. Gina Latuka with uh, the SPCA serving Erie County. We're going to let Gina go, and uh, we are going to uh, uh, also tell you um, at the SPCA serving Erie County right now um, is uh, Gina's mom, a lady named Joanne Browning. And she helps out every year with uh, the Radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County. And for those of you who have heard the story Perhaps this will stir a memory and hopefully the idea to donate. Um, and for those of you who haven't heard the story, um, Joanne Browning, Gina's mom, grew up without knowing her dad. That is because her dad was on the Leopoldville, the troop ship carrying him to action in Europe in the Second World War. And on Christmas Eve of 1944, a German U-boat torpedoed the Leopoldville. The Leopoldville went down with great loss of life. Joanne's father, Richard Sansoni, was safe aboard a lifeboat, 
But that wasn't good enough for him. He jumped repeatedly into freezing waters, rescued about a dozen of his shipmates, got them into safety. Unfortunately, Richard Sansoni himself did not make it back to the boat, presumably having succumbed to hypothermia. This was a young man who uh, knew that he had a baby, and that baby today is Joanne Browning, who is at the SPCA serving Erie County. So if you'd like to make a donation in honor of Richard Sansoni, who gave his life to his country on the 24th of December, 1944, you may mention that when you call in. And I think Joanne would appreciate that very much. The uh, number is 716-873-SPCA. 716-873-SPCA. And despite growing up um, without having a dad, Joanne turned out pretty darn well. Pretty darn well. One of the nicest people you are ever going to meet and uh, one of the um, great honors that I've had in my life was being able to put together a memory box, including the Purple Heart, awarded to Joanne's dad uh, for presentation as a gift to Joanne at one point um, many, many years ago. It's a very, very um, emotional experience and a very rewarding one. But uh, yeah, I just uh, thought I'd mention that. Uh, it is uh, 2.50 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Thanks again to uh, Gina Latuka for joining us uh, from the Radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County. And again, whatever you can donate would be very, very appreciated. You can call 716 873 SPCA. 716 873 SPCA. SPCA, uh, or you can go to yourspca.org. Uh, you can donate with Venmo. You can donate with PayPal. You can also access the Radiothon by going to WBEN.com. You can access it by going to the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page. Uh, there's every there's a multiplicity of ways for you to donate to this uh, worthwhile endeavor. And I don't ask you guys to donate to stuff to which I don't donate. So I became an angel for the animals uh, over the course of the past half hour. And uh, that is $20 a month for 12 months. Or you can just pay the whole thing at once, which is what I usually like to do. Anyway, it is uh, coming up on 252 at News Radio 930 WBEN. So toward the end of uh, the interview there with uh, Gina Latuka, we were talking about um, the iguana and the iguana as a pet. Now, that surprised me. I did not know that uh, Gina had a relative who had a pet iguana. This I did not know. Now, you may have had or currently have some, some pets that aren't dogs or cats, okay? Maybe a parrot. And some of the parrots live a real long time. It is not unusual for those of you who own these parrots that live a long time to put the parrot in your will. Seriously, your last will and testament, because you want to make sure that your animal is going to be in good hands when you're not around anymore to take care of that bird. Also, I, I want to hear from those of you, and don't laugh, I want to hear from those of you with pet fish. What do you get out of pet fish? Seriously, what do you get out of it? And this uh, comes to me because, as I was talking about before, I was at a uh, Thai restaurant on Sunday night. 
and um, we were seated at a table very near the fish tank, and I was literally stared down by a goldfish. It could not keep its eyes off of me. It had a fixed stare, blinking, I believe, periodically, although I'm not sure if they blink. They probably do. And I got the biggest kick out of watching this goldfish go down into the gravel of the tank and uh, pick up gravel with its mouth and then spit out the gravel. And I looked it up online, and they do that because there are all sorts of things that we can't see that goldfish can certainly feel uh, with their goldfish mouths, uh, and they basically use uh, that algae um, as a snack. But, you know, with a a pet fish, I mean, it's not like you can take it out and pet it. It's going to be in a tank. And I'm just kind of curious what the attraction is with pet fish. I am, can you bond with a fish? Seriously, can you bond with a fish? Now, I know, and we've done shows on when it comes time to euthanize your dog or cat, and it's a very, very sad time. And I don't keep track of such things, but it's been a year and two days since I had to take Glenna Cat in for her final veterinary visit with uh, Dr. Helen Sweeney dear friend and outstanding veterinarian and frequent guest on this program. But um, I I don't know that I've ever heard of anybody being overcome with grief when their fish dies. That morning you wake up and you look at the top of the tank and you know, "Uh uh-oh, somebody didn't make it through the night. Is there such thing as post-pet fish death depression? I don't know. That's why I'm asking the question. Uh, because, you know, with uh, a lot of our animals, we have them cremated, we go back, we get the ashes, and we sometimes have them buried with us. Uh, In the old days, some of us might have surreptitiously put ashes in with a loved one. Surreptitiously. Not going to tell you where the uh, pet dog from the 1970s uh, and early 80s is buried, but uh, let's just say with a very close family member. Um, It is uh, 2.55 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly. Um, We need to break, of course, but uh, if you want to call in, like as we approach uh, about five minutes after three or thereabouts, you may certainly do so. And our call-in number is 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, anytime you want, you can always uh, PayPal or Venmo, Venmo me money. I mean, that that's fine. Always, er, Every little bit helps, just saying, in these inflationary times. I've often joked we're going to put a tip jar on the Powerly on WBEN Facebook page. I think that would be a riot. I mean, I'm all about sarcasm and um, irony, and that would be kind of funny, I think. I don't know. I'm a little twisted.